I actually don't remember which episode we are at, and that's not a shtick. Two fifty-eight today. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. How was your golf game on Friday? It was fun. I played thirty-six holes. Yeah, first time in I think uh, almost twenty years. Thirty-six holes. Thirty-six holes. Fun. You would never hear me say that. Those two words in the same sentence. I'm happy for you. Thank you for blowing off our meeting. And apparently you blew off somebody else's meeting too. Oh, yeah. Apparently. Apparently you had a meeting with somebody else and you you blew that off. So glad your priorities came first. Um, what I was going to say, though, I believe that if you were ever good enough to be drafted in the NHL, I believe you could have played pro in any sport. I think hockey players are the greatest athletes in the world. By far. Not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Not even close. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. I I, I have no idea what you're talking about right now. To sit here and, and, and say that an NHL hockey player could play in the NFL is absolutely I think laughable. they have the athleticism. For what? To play, to For what? Play in like what, what? What position? Uh, whatever suits their body type. There's no position. Zero position. There's no body type. There's one body type in hockey. There's one body type. That's that. You know, and, and you have a you have a few out, t- outliers um, that uh, you know that are a little bit thicker. Like a Ryan Reeves is a is a thick man. Um, okay. Okay, I'm talking about from the standpoint of athleticism. Athleticism. No, I, I, I'm not kidding you. I don't think, I don't think hockey players, a lot of them are are elite athletes. I don't. I think they're so. I think they're so driven into one sport at a young age that they're excellent at playing the game of hockey. Can they shoot a basketball? Yeah. But anybody can shoot a basketball. Can they hit a baseball? Yeah. Anybody can hit a baseball. But to think that hockey players in the NHL could could play in other sports is ludicrous. Half these kids, half these guys. Am I wrong? I obviously I we completely I, I, disagree I, with this. I obviously feel a lot more highly of myself than than you do because I think I could have fucking played anything. I'm well. I'm happy for you. I'm happy <laughs> for you that you think he, that you can play professional baseball, professional basketball. Fuck! I could have played in the major football. leagues. I think that you could have played tennis. I think I could have played in the golf. NBA, and I think I could have played chance. in the NFL. And the fucking reason, chance. and the fucking reason chance. is because I fucking played in the NHL. The people that are listening to this are, are literally laughing at you. You think so? A hundred thousand percent. Well, I, you know me. Has that ever bothered me? Has that ever worried me? Not, not, no, 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 it, no, it hasn't. Flying it, fuck, I, it's I, my I, opinion. You know, you know what you are right now? What am I? You're some 38 year old fucking beer hockey player. Okay. Right now. That's sitting down with the boys, having a couple cold ones at the bar after the, after they play their men's night. 
And he's telling all the boys that he was a fucking great junior hockey player and he, he should have made it, but um, he just, uh, you know, he hurt his oh, shoulder God. the one year. I'm not that guy at all. I'm the 42-year-old guy. You're absolutely that guy. You're the so 40... fucking delusional. How? Is off the How? I'm the 42-year-old guy that I would be sitting in the locker room that actually played in the fucking league. What do you mean? That's such a ridiculous statement. But listen, I'm happy that you you feel that that these NHL hockey players because they're they're elite they're super elite do you not think that there's a ton of players that are around the world that could play in the NHL right now yes hundreds thousands of you think players maybe, you think more now than ever <laughs> i think there's thousands of players that could play in the NHL choose not to Choose to stay in the uh, in, in the Swiss League, the Czech League, uh, Swi- uh, the 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 KHL. There's tons choose? of players. You, you think players choose to not play in the NHL? I think there's players that can play in the a- NHL, but do not want to move. I'm talking about you're talking about players that have never played in the league. So not yes. like a guy like Kovalchuk who left and then no, 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 no. I'm talking about a player that's never played. Do you know one in particular or that you're going to say? Because I no, feel like I, I no, I just think I think you can go through go through the the leagues in Europe and and I mean there's tons of players over there that can play. Tons of players that could play. Then why aren't they here playing? Because they, they don't want to. They don't want to come to the yes. best league in the world. Because you think yes. we could why? Like for I'll give you an example. So thank you. That's what I'm looking for. There's a player this year, like many others, like um, Kirill Kaprizov, who I've never heard of this guy. Never heard of this guy. All of a sudden just comes over here at the age of, how old was he? 25? Yeah, something like that. 24, 25. Comes in and just drops in the league. Never heard of the fucking guy. And can completely shreds it right away. Okay. And there's, there's players, and I'm not saying, for an example, like, I'll, I'll give you a great example. Andre Kuzmenko. Yeah, I was just going to say him. I was literally okay. him So, Osme Kuzmenko, who we've never heard of in our entire existence, ended this year with 39 goals and 74 points in how is that even possible that a guy from the KHL that we've never heard of before, never, have has come over here and basically just shredded his first year in the league? Do you not think that there's multiple, multiple players, defensemen, defensive style defensemen that are making two and a half million dollars playing in the KHL and to come over here, they're going to have to make 1.5 or a or, or million dollars. You don't want to fucking come over here. Why would they come over here when they're when they speak Russian? They live in Russia. They play in the Russian uh, hockey league, and 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 life is 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 great. There are tons of players around Europe that could easily play in the in in the NHL. Now, I'm not saying that they're going to be Andre. K- uh, Kazmenko or a, a Temi Panarin or or uh, uh, Kirill Kaprizov. I'm not saying that the, you're going to have a ton of those players, but you're going to have a ton of players that can be 
uh, five, six, seven defensemen. You could have easily goaltenders come in from Europe easily, no problem. And you could have um, players that can play in your bottom six from from Europe. Do you see Kyle Dubas snap on the Tampa Bay Lightning fans the other day? Do you see what he was yelling? I mean, I don't know what happened, but uh, I was kind of chuckling at it um, on a few different reasons. Like one is like, how the hell is an NHL GM in a verbal confrontation with like these obviously guys that are hadn't had a few wobbly pops say, and they're just like all over them. Um, I just, it's ridiculous. But at the same time, it's like, it kind of sucks for Kyle Dubas. Cause he's in a situation in that building in particular where he's in a booth, he's in a box and he's got fans that are, <laughs> that could reach up over the glass and basically, you know, tap him on the head. Like they shouldn't be near this guy. And if that's the case, there should be glass up there or something. I don't know. It's just, I just don't see hey, how fine. that that's is a fine. good thing. What did you think of it? I thought it was, I thought it was a poor look on Kyle Dubas is what I think. I just, I, I think to myself, like, do you think Stevie Eisenman's going to be up there? like verbally jousting with with a fan who maybe have said something do you think stevie eisman's gonna i can't see kevin adams doing that well if 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 kyle dubas doesn't say anything we don't hear about it if he just stands there and he's getting abused no one says anything about it that video doesn't circulate but he's the general manager of the toronto maple leafs the probably the team in the playoffs with the absolute most pressure of any other team in the first round to get past the first round than is the Toronto Maple Leafs by far. And no team's even close. No, no team is even close. So that falls directly on him because he's gone if they don't get out of the first round. That he's gone. That's a foregone conclusion. His contract's up. You know what's irritating to me? Go ahead. Is 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 listening to people that do not and have never liked or respected the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay? But now all of a sudden, because Toronto is down, they've lost seven times in, in their last uh, pl- seven playoffs. They've lost in the, in the first round seven times. And now all of a sudden, people are starting to feel sorry for them. And I'm like, what? No one's, no one's feeling sorry for them. Oh yes, there oh, is. They're feeling if the only the of, only outside of Leaf Leafland, no one's feeling sorry for them. But let me finish my point. You're wrong, Kyle Dubas. You're wrong, man. Okay. I don't want to say that I wasn't a Kyle Dubas fan. I'm glad we had some time in between this happening to now to be able to kind of think about how I feel about it. You get to read some comments and see different perspectives, and you're kind of like, okay, I can can respect that opinion on it. I can see that. I can see where you think that. And I agree with what you're saying 100%. Is it a bad look? Probably the first thought I had. But then I start to think about it. No, Kevin wouldn't do that. And no, Steve Eiserman. I don't know. I, I, 
I wouldn't be surprised if Eiserman had a comment for a fan or something. I could see, I could see him. He he's a fiery guy too. But I kind of like it. I kind of like what we saw from Kyle Dubas. I, mean, I actually, do you not think that there's pressure on him? All he's Could saying, you imagine? All, do you hear what he was saying? He was calling, he goes, you're, a, I think he was saying, you're a fucking hero. You're a fucking hero. That's all he was saying to him. I think he was calling the guy a fucking hero for saying yeah. the things that he was saying to him. Like, you're a fucking hero. Like, I, again, I don't know what happened. I didn't hear it, but I just, Spezza was like deer in headlights, wouldn't even look, tractor beams. Okay. And you got Kyle Dubas. Say that again. So say that again. Spezza. 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 So what did he do? Spezza said, you're a fucking hero too? No, he didn't say anything. Oh, what do you mean? Why? Well, it wasn't wasn't his position. Like, it wasn't his... His, <laughs> his position. Kyle Dubas can handle himself. You got, Was it just directed at Kyle or is it directed at both of them? Or I don't know. I didn't hear it. All I'm saying to you, I don't mind it. Hmm. I do. He's feeling. He's feeling the pressure. If, if, if Kyle Dubas holds the the standard of the the Toronto Maple Leafs, okay, he's he's representing the logo, which the logo is much bigger than he is. And if I'm going to tell you right now, if he is in that situation where he has to verbally have a jousting match with a fan. Then you got issues. That's my take. You didn't see, you didn't see just Jason Spezza come into his defense because Jason well, Pezza, Jason Spezza is not getting like, fired at the end of the year if they miss the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, would, would I mean, you, everybody okay, thinks so he's going to get something. Everybody would you fire him for that. Is that a fireable offense? Oh God, no, no, no. Okay. All right, all right. Well, I, I wouldn't mean, fire Kyle Dubas. I wouldn't fire Kyle Dubas if they didn't make the play. If they didn't get by the next round. I wouldn't find. I wouldn't. You're I wouldn't. In uh, you're in the minority there. Okay. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, this this young man, this young GM, has has a thought. He he's basically signed, um, and s- some of the biggest guys around. Every single year, he's trying to find solutions to make the team better. Whether it's through toughness, whether it's through a goaltender, whether it's through a third line center, whether it's through this, that, and the other. And every single solitary year, they go through an NHL season, and every single year they're in the top eight. The top this the last two years they're they're fourth I I think in, in the NHL this guy is putting world class teams together that are competing at a super high level that are winning a shit ton of games and that it is it is probably one of the most fun teams to watch in the NHL every single year they've come up short they came up short against boston which was devastating when they were up 4 to 1 and boston came back scored 3 goals in under 10 minutes and then won in overtime and oh my god the sky's falling and then everything after that they've hit how many times have they played tampa bay in the first round well last year i don't any before that they I, didn't I, play but I know there's Boston a few times. I know there's Montreal somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, I just look at I just look at the teams that he's put in place. And for me, and this is the reason why I would not fire him, because Kyle Dubas cannot play the game. 
Kyle Dubas has to run a salary cap. Kyle Dubas has to put the most elite team together. And he's done it every year. Yeah, he's done it. Every year, every year they failed. They have gone and brought in more players to help out to to make it better. And and he's done an unbelievable job. He can't win the games. He can only put on the ice a team that has the ability to win. And let me tell you something. At this point in time, with all of the guys that have been brought in into this this team over the years, at what point do you have to fucking start pointing your, your finger at an Austin Matthews? Well, at what point do you have to start pointing your finger at the guys who shred it throughout the season but can't get it done in the playoffs? Well, that's why, you know what? That's why you'll win with Stamkos. You see what Stamkos did the other night? Goddamn right. That's why you're going to win with Stamkos. That's why you've already won like with Like Mitch Stamkos. Marner has six like, points. He has six points. He's one of the you know, one of the leading scorers in in uh, this year's uh, in this year's playoffs. Okay, he has eight points. Sorry, sorry, eight points. Mitch Marner to me, Mitch Marner just to me. Even though they've played three games, he to me has not shown, and he's shown a regular season style hockey. I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie Stankos. You see Kucherov jump in. After that hit on Riley, which again, I was like, man, that hit is so dirty. It's so dangerous. I feel that. And then all of a sudden you go back and you watch it and you calm down and you realize has nothing to do with Riley. This has nothing to do with Riley. This had to do with a, with a strong man guiding, didn't push, didn't shove point lost his balance. He lost an edge and went in and it looked like one of the most dangerous collisions into the boards I've seen uh, in a long time. Was he was scary. very scary. Those, yeah. But been a few of those but too. the reaction, did you see the night. reaction from, from Nikita Kucherov? This is one of the most skilled playmaking, you know, um, centermen. Point in the producers game. in the last five years. Yes. He is in there. With with in in zero half sec- a second, yeah, zero, yeah, it was incredible. The and then response. all of a sudden, you have Steve Stamkos come in there, and you got Austin Matthews, who's probably smiling, probably smiling again, Gavin. Those little giggles, not going to happen with Steve Stamkos, two Stanley Cup winner. The guys, the guy knows how to play the game. He's he's a playoff warrior. And I'm going to tell you this, Austin Matthews who had a pretty good game last game. I'll give him that. I'll give him, I'll give it to him when he, when he deserves it. But let me tell you something, man, that guy's not a playoff guy. He has not shown me that he can elevate his game than just a, a really good hockey player because really good hockey players do not win you um, series in, in the playoffs. They need more from Austin Matthews. They need more from Mitch Marner. William Nylander. <laughs> he is the best player on the ice, every single time, he's the most unnoticeable player at the same time. Does nothing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he'll dangle a defenseman, score a goal, and you're like, wow, he's the greatest. He does nothing. He doesn't hit. He doesn't back check. He doesn't block shots. He doesn't do anything. But let me tell you, he is so skilled, it is off the chart. But guess what? I mean, what does that mean? 
You need guys to step up and play. Toronto has the team to take this series if they get if they get down and dirty. The problem is they don't want to get dirty with Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay has got elite skill. They've got they're a little banged up on defense. You know, good for Toronto Maple Leafs, good for them. But well, I'm sure that's part of the frustration for Tampa Bay. They're probably trying to hurt some of the other Leaf players too. Like, come on. And and point and point goes down now. He like that's that's catastrophic. Like if, if you can't win right now, if you're the Leafs and you don't win this series, I, c- I could not imagine what happens after that. I don't know what's going to happen. Again, it, it, and then you go to that last goal. Tampa Bay looked so dominant throughout that game. So dominant. There has to be, you have to, you have to appreciate Sansonov because he was the reason why the Toronto Maple Leafs won that game. And good, good for him. Like, I mean, Toronto has been looking for that goaltender, looking for that game changer to, to change a game. And their goaltender stood up to that challenge and they should be looking in that room going, man, we might have what it takes to win. We might have what it takes to get by this, this first round. And if Toronto gets by the first round, I hate to say it, but they're going to be walking into a a pretty tough challenge with Boston. But you also have a Boston Bruins team that's beat up themselves. And it's all about, it's all about timing. Last thing, last thing I'll say, you know, it's definitely being played on the, on the video at the end of the video, when the team's getting together, either yesterday or today, game day, probably today, what's happening on the video at the end of the video, the team video, they're going over the system. They're going over, you know, shifts from the game before power play penalty kill. They're it's probably showing Dubas uh, yeah, scrapping with true. the guy in the stands. They're just, going, if I we're going to win on the ice. We're gonna win up in the stands too. Look at our GM. Yeah, the boys. The boys are gonna be like, yeah. You know who's having the hardest time handling the pressure of the Stanley Cup playoffs? Player, the officials. Do you feel for them? Do you, for do you have some sympathy for them, or is this we're, we're, is this gonna be just a complete tape machine on them? It, no, it's a problem with the game. It's a problem with the game right now. Is the officiating? You sent something out uh, not long ago um, about you know how they have video replay and they miss this blatant high stick. Like you can see that it's a high stick on and a game social, changing on a game social media too. the next day, but yeah. they can't pick it up in the game. Yeah, that's to me like inconclusive evidence of the, the puck hitting the stick. Okay. All the angles show that it was all inconclusive. Then all of a sudden, I'm watching, I'm watching on Twitter, some guy sending a post going, "Does this look like the pucks hit the sticks?" And it's glaring. It is a glaring yes. So how, oh, how does this guy from Twitter zoom in, get a shot of this? But the NHL with their billion, multi-billion dollar uh, war room can't pick this up with all the angles. It's absolutely atrocious. 
and it and it it was the game winner. It's penalty calls. There was a Marcus Foligno hit last night where he's called for a trip. I mean, they're taking over the playoffs. Someone tweeted at the show yesterday, and they said uh, Wes McCauley, you know, star of the game again. But again, when you bring up Wes McCauley, you you're bringing up you're bringing the first thing you think about is 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 a good ref, okay? But you're also the second thing immediately is personality. And here's the thing. I don't think referees should have personality refing these games. I don't want Wes McCauley going up, clicking his little uh, button on the side so he can have his voice on the intercom and goes, let's fight five minutes for fighting, five minutes for fighting. No, just give me the call. I don't need, I, it, people aren't here to watch you. You're here to ref. You have a hard enough job as it is. I don't need you to have personality. People aren't paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go and take their kids or their wife or girlfriend or friends or whatever is to go and watch a hockey game. They're not going there to watch a ref and stripes. Just type in NHL refs in your Twitter feed and go and read the comments. It, it it's and it's from fans across all fan bases like it's 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 not toronto it's not tampa bay it's not oilers it's minnesota fans it's dallas fans it's it's winnipeg fans vegas fans like it they need a complete overhaul something needs to change with the nhl officiating i don't know if it's time because the game is so much faster than it ever was you can't clutch and grab so those penalties aren't easy to call anymore there are the game is so fast with the timing of these hits and where the puck is. Maybe it's just time to say to take some of the onus off the refs on the ice and put somebody upstairs. These 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 penalties mean too much. These missed calls, these these uh, uh, mistakes due to maybe the fact that the, the the refs just can't keep up. They need to have somebody else upstairs. They need to have. They even have replays and they have a hard time getting it right. Yeah. The one, so, the one, the one that I have the most, uh, that I have the hardest time, is when you, it was, it was in the Edmonton game against LA. Okay, now we all know about the 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 puck that supposedly did not hit or inconclusive evidence, and it was what an overtime winner. Well, the puck clearly hit the stick, man, and they made a mistake. Everybody know understands that. Okay, the referees. And the war room who has multiple angles couldn't see it. How is that even possible? Okay. I'm not There's a play right here one. in the LA game. Uh, Kevin Fiala trips Leon Dreisaitl. He body checked him. He goes, he gets a fucking, he gets a two minute tripping penalty. And how about, how about Darnell nurse getting a five minute major for kneeing on Victor Arvidsson? How many times have you watched it? There is zero, and I mean zero attempt from Darnell Nurse to extend any part of his body to take a piece from Arvidsson. He is in his lane. His skates are skating in a north direction, and he goes to make a body check. Arvidsson misses him, okay? And then 
the theatrics from Victor Arvidsson after this? This is where you should be calling down and saying Victor Arvidsson should get a five-minute major for diving. Because this is completely ridiculous. This is what makes the game horseshit is when you have a a bogus call, a five-minute major, and you have a guy who literally dove like he was Superman and does a barrel roll it, it was, and, and then goes down and then goes down and then has to be taken off the ice and walks down the hallway. And two minutes yeah, later, so he's back on the bench on the freaking power play. So embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I hope he heard from his teammates on that one. No, he didn't. They're all praising him. They're all praising the European soccer player. Absolutely. They got a uh, five minute major out of it. I don't care. They're going to be, they don't care how they win. Okay. They yeah. don't care how they win. Yeah, fair enough. They just want to win. Fair enough. Well, I'm not going to win my Florida Panthers Boston Bruins series that I, I thought I had. Looked better than I thought. Uh, Listen, Islanders are. And they're playing to... without their two of their best players. I know. They're playing without their two top centers. Can you imagine the, the you know, I always go back to Buffalo, but can you imagine, for an example, Toronto Maple Leafs playing without Austin Matthews and John Tavares? How would they fare? Yeah. Like how would, how would, how would, uh, well, Boston's uh, not, Boston's familiar with this. I mean, they started the year without McAvoy and Marshawn. I mean, they've, they've, they've been doing this for years in that, yeah. that team. And, and, you know, guys step out of the lineup due to injury and guys just slide in and fill the void. Isn't that why they go and trade for all these guys at the deadline to fill these voids just in case? I mean, they were but deep not, to begin but with. here's the thing, you know what Boston did? Because their salary is so low, because um Pasternak, okay, Pasternak, who scored 60 snipes this year, made six point six million dollars. They have um Patrice Bergeron this year had yeah. made how much? Two and a half point two point five and then both. Two point five two point five. So they're million making dollars. nine they're making nine point one million. Okay, but throw the in, two of them. Throw in uh Marshall. Like tw- yeah. Six point one. Yeah. Okay. And then what's Krejci All these making guys, a million? What did Krejci make this year? Million bucks. So their yeah. their top four players, their top four players, are making absolutely peanuts. It is it is so bogus. It is off the chart. Or brilliant. And or just they the benefit. Have the, then they or have just the, the benefit of being the Boston Bruins. No, this no no. I, I, I don't think that's the case. I just think that they're, they were in a perfect situation to, to do this. And if I was Bergeron, I'd be doing the same thing. The guy's made an ungodly amount of money. Go take a lot less than what you're worth. David Krejci never even played in the league last year. Took a million bucks. The guy had how many points this year? You know, like, um, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you something. Charlie McAvoy. He is a he is a player. I would like to know, like, and it's not the time to do it, but where he sits in today's NHL defenseman. You watch him play. He's you watch incredible. him hit. Did you watch him yep. hit uh Matthew Kachuk last night? Yep. Absolutely smoked him. What Matthew Kachuk do? Nothing. Nothing. He knows that Charlie McAvoy is going to throw down in a big way. I think Matthew Kachuk's worried about Charlie McAvoy. 
Yes. Really? Yes. Yes, I do. I think Matthew Kachuk is very choosy in who he goes after. Very. Well, I would like his brother. It's not like his brother. His brothers fight anybody. Drop of a hat. Anybody in this entire league. Ryan Reeves, he'd fight him no problem. Wouldn't even think twice about it. Kids as tough as nails. King Kong balls. Matthew is not the same. Unbelievable hockey player. Take him on my team any day of the week. I think the guy is an absolute unbelievable player, but he's very choosy in who he goes after. He knows exactly what he's doing. They're still. You think Olmark really wanted a piece of Kachuk last night, or you think he was happy the ref was in the middle? Took him a little longer to get his glove off than. Uh, no, I think I think uh, I think old Linus uh, wanted wanted uh, wanted to go. Absolutely, thinking stay in your fucking net, get your crease. I like that. You don't like that? No, not not no, no, because I no. I mean, yes, I do, but not from him. You saw that out of Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller was an emotional, feisty, like if he didn't like what was going on, he'd be out there and, you know, that's that's just what I think of Millsy. And you played with Millsy for a really long time. He's a feisty guy and you want that feisty. You want that winner. I think Lena Salmark this year, he's going to win. It's hands down. I mean, is hands down he's going to win the Vesna, and good for him. Good for him because he could barely play for the Buffalo Sabers. He was a piece of shit, and now he's going to win a Vesna. Yeah, uh, I, I see what you did there. That's one area where I give Saber fans credit for not being pissed off when they say we need a goalie. We could have had Allmark. I mean, no, I don't. I don't, I don't know that it works that way. And at that time, the timing of it all just wasn't right for Linus here. It just, he just wasn't right. And this is, this they is. They didn't want to pay him. They didn't want to pay him. You what? They didn't want to pay him. Well, could, could you have paid him with what you had seen at that point? A, a five year yeah, deal for five absolutely. million? Absolutely. 100,000% I would have paid him. I don't know. I don't know for sure. I think you can put not any goalie in Boston, but I mean, who's better, Swayman or or Allmark? I'd probably go. With, I would probably go to Allmark, but they're they're both. Uh, okay, they're but both and, I, and I don't think Boston well. thinks they can. I don't think Boston thinks they can't win with either of them. Yeah, could be. So could be they both both those two goaltenders this year for their teams were were lights out. How do you think Connor Hellebuck would do in Boston? I think he would. He would. I don't win think multiple they would have let in business. more than two goals. I don't yeah. think they would have let in more than two goals three times all year. So, is it Allmark? I think it's a combination of having a talented goal. But I thought Allmark played very well when he was on the worst team in the league. Like Allmark made saves. He made saves that he should have made. But then he also made sh- saves that he should not have made. And they were brilliant, brilliant saves playing on a completely dog shit team that has been terrible defensively for 10 years now. Right. And, 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 and if the, he were in the goaltenders, the goaltenders take if, a lot of that pressure. Would he, okay, safe to say that he would have gotten this team to the playoffs this year at one point? With this current, with this current team? Hundred thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. 
hundred thousand percent. Because he's a great goaltender. And did they let them? Did they let him walk because they had UPL in the pipeline? You think? I I don't know if it just kind of. I I feel that maybe it wasn't the right time to make a a move in goal to sign to sign a goaltender for a significant amount of money. I think Linus Allmark signed what five years, five million. How's four, four years, five million. In, in the year that he the year that he left uh Buffalo, okay, in 2000, 2021, in 20 games that year, he had a 2.63 goals against average and a 0.917 goal uh shot percentage or say percentage. That is that is damn good numbers on a really bad team. He goes to Boston the next year, plays 41 games that year, has a 2.445 and a .917 on a very good Boston hockey uh, hockey team. And then this year, Boston's been lights out. He played 49 games, a 1.89 and a .938 save percentage. That's because the team is it's the strongest team. It's basically the strongest team that's ever been assembled in NHL history. Yeah, well, look at, I mean, he played 49 games. So he has the yep. luxury of, of you know, he's not playing 57, 58, 60 games. But nobody, no one's, there's very few, there, I think there was three goaltenders this year that played 60 games. Which seems crazy. Yeah, there. I mean, back when we played, you know, you know, but they have um, the luxury of doing this because they're only paying their goalies six million dollars right now, right? Because Swayman's on an entry level deal, so he's gonna be, he's up for a deal too. Are they well, gonna, back are back they in gonna, the day, back in the day, high, a backup high, goaltender was nowhere near the 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 elite goaltender. Pardon? I said back in the day, 15, 20 years ago, your number one goaltender was your number one goaltender, and the backup was very very different. Very different, right? Do you agree? Absolutely. Like the backup in the NHL was nowhere near the starter. I'm going to tell you right now, the backups in today's game are damn near as good as the the starters. And that's why you don't have to play um, Linus Allmark 70 games because you have, you know, Jeremy Swayman, who has who played thirty seven games this year? You don't think Swayman's just just passing by his time on an entry level deal, getting as many games as he can, playing for the Boston Bruins, getting ready to cash in somewhere else? Well, I'll say this: Linus Allmark has two more years after this year. Okay, he's turning thirty years old on July thirty first. Okay, he's going to play two more years. He'll be thirty two years old. And then need another contract. Linus Almar could sign another four-year deal. And maybe with another team. But Linus Almark is is in a very, very good situation for longevity. Okay? He is not taxed like other goaltenders when he plays the game. He's in a great situation on a very, very strong team, gets to ride the wave. He's making $5 million a year. 
he's he's doing quite well for himself. Swayman is going to be in a situation where he's going to want to get paid too. He's going to want to get paid. And that's where you know, you're you're going to have some issue of how much Swayman's going to make. I, I don't think he's going to make as much as Linus Allmark, but he's 24 years old and he he wants to be Linus Allmark was 18th in games played this year. 18th because they have the luxury of playing two guys. Okay, fine, but that's not his problem. They're, they're like you're telling me Vasilevsky shouldn't be uh uh um winning the Vesna. Um uh, Ilya Sorokin from the Islanders. Like Ilya Sorokin played 62 games this year and had a a 924 save percentage. And a goals against average of two point three four. There, there, there's a big difference between Linus Allmark's statistics and and most guys. Sorokin is going to be a guy because of the amount of games he played. Um, is going to be is going to be looked upon as he played thirteen more games. Right. I think Linus Allmark had a great year on a great team. But he didn't carry the load of a Connor Hellebuck who limped his team into the playoffs. You know, gave you know you have UC Soros who played sixty four games. No way. I'm sorry. Allmark should not win the Vesna. They'll win that. Uh, what's the trophy? The Bill Jennings Award. Petey, he played almost fifty games. So what? He's the only goaltender under a goals against average of 1.89. Fuck, John Gibson his, deserves his the save more percentage. Than he is fucking playing 53 games for Anaheim this year. He should get the Vesna just for that alone. For having to his endure save that percentage bullshit. is 0.938. The closest goaltender was Gustafson from Minnesota, who is a 9.31. Then. The next guy was Sorokin at 9.24. But you can't just look There's at the a numbers. Massive difference. You can't just look at the numbers. That's well, the, maybe that the is... reason why Boston won so many games. Maybe it was because of Linus Allmark. Oh, you know, you know that's not true. Maybe it is. Well, I'm going to say I'm, I'm fine, but I would I would say it's more likely that he was better because of the system that he was in. Just looking at Swayman, their backup, versus Connor Hellebuck. Connor Hellebuck is the is the Vesna Trophy winner this year, in my opinion. And oh God, no! Oh, it's, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's been a whole day of just constant disagreement. Is there anything else you want to try to disagree on today? Not there. There's nothing to disagree on. It's just uh, it. Uh, you know, I, I look at Lindy Ruff in the in the New Jersey Devils in the first couple games that they played. I think they were overwhelmed in a big way. Um, being on the big stage, playing against an, an insanely talented team in, in New Jersey. And I think they came to play in game three, won an awesome game in, in, in OT. Um, this, this next game is, is, is everything. It's whether you have an opportunity, giving themselves an opportunity to win the series or if you lose, you're done. Because you're not beating, you're not going to beat the the Rangers three times in a row. Yeah. Um, They're just too good. So it's uh, like they have to they have to win this game. 
The Rangers beat themselves the other the day. The Lightning oh, Rangers God. beat themselves 0 for 5 on the power play. And that's where that, that kills you. Game doesn't go to overtime. They capital if their power play shows up. They should have won that game. You're right. It's a big win. Doesn't matter how you get them. Yeah. I, all I can say I, is I really hope, I really, really, really want Tampa Bay to come out and win this next game to make it a 2-2. And then, uh, it, I mean, the longer this series go, oh, man, it's so awesome. I, I, I could sit here and talk about Toronto and Tampa Bay and how these two teams are set up. Oh, just amazing. Just amazing. And then old Jack Eichel to end things off. He's playing some hockey, man. I don't want to hear anybody shit on Jack Eichel because he's not a playoff performer. Let me tell you, two goals and, and an assist, big factor every single time he was on the ice. In order for that team to have the ultimate success, they need their best player to be their best player, and Jack Eichel was that. And that's why they beat Winnipeg. Uh, have you been enjoying any of the NBA playoffs? I didn't even know they're in the playoffs. Are the play are, are NBA in the the playoffs right now? That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter After the Whistle and at Craig Reve fifty two at the Instigator seventy six. You can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.